When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to. But am I wrong? We're here for a long time and a good time. I love that. I love that attitude. I love that vibe. Hell yeah. This is But Am I Wrong, where we two people who have never, ever, 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 ever been wrong. Ever, ever. Ever, ever, ever. Do you know that song? In theory. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I am for real. Yeah. yeah. 
Now you turned it into bloopity-bloop music that you talk about. What do you call it? Shoe up to wop. Shoe up, yeah. That's what you did. <laughs> I shoe up to wop a lot of things. And you know what? And I don't you, even like shoe up to wop music. You hate it, but I believe you love it. No, it's a it's a drug and it's it's an inf- it's infectious and it's an infestation. Yeah, pop and lock it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. So I didn't going- mean to moan like that, but I was just trying to get <laughs> while you were maintaining eye contact with me, I was very, very, very <laughs> uncomfortable. So welcome to another episode. If you are brand new here, I'll give you a quick little rundown. Because we are two people who have never, ever been wrong about anything ever, we've decided to bestow those gifts upon you, the public. And we read your email submissions and you tell us, am I wrong in this situation? We'll tell you. We also share things in our own life. Like, are we wrong in this situation? Or we can do hot takes, just rants. And then finally, we also nominate people who are just objectively wrong. Mm Mm-hmm who we may or may not have any ties to, uh, but it's usually just in the news, something fun like that. Or it's not fun, but, you know, collectively we just go, boo, tomato, tomato, tomato. And then I take a nice, firm, fresh off the vine tomato. Fresh off the vine. And throw it at them. See, I'm doing an old, like, I'm doing, like, when I pick it up, it almost disintegrates in my hands. See, I want it to hurt. I want it to embarrass I want there to be some shame and I want it to be sticky. And then us together, pain and stickiness. Some people like that. <laughs> some people like that. I do a little bit. Okay. Well, uh, we also are on Patreon if you would like to support the show and you can watch the video version there. You can see how cute we look. We are back together in Australia. And uh, you can also join our live streams. I have a question for people. <laughs> it just came to me. Okay. Is anyone interested in us doing just audio that you pay for like you're like i'm at i'm in the car now oh yeah and i don't want to watch the video but i would like to listen to y'all without ads is anyone interested in that oh let us know you can if you're on our facebook group right in there send us a dm so yeah we've got three segments do you remember who went oh and then also one of the best parts i can't believe i almost forgot these episodes go out on thursday and usually on friday hopefully on fridays we open up the voting for all of you. So, you know, we say who we think is wrong. We post on our Instagram stories from every segment and you can vote in them and let us know if you agree, disagree, who you think is wrong. And we read the results on our Friday episode called Fishing Friday. Ooh. Yeah. That's what the crowd says. They go, ooh, do that again. And then we said, next Friday. Okay. So our first segment is But Am I Wrong, where we pitch to each other either hot takes or rants, something going on in our own life that we're wrong about. I think I'm supposed to go first, right? You are. You know, I debated talking about my personal life, but I'm not going to. <laughs> if you could see the the face, that for her most was a face of, good God, don't do it. Don't worry, I'm not. I'm not. So, I swear to God, if this is a hot take... I think it's a hot take in the sense that it's happening far too often for everybody to have the same thoughts that I do. But I refuse to believe that our audience is one of these people. Okay. Stop selling things that you got for free for money. This is an origin of a Facebook marketplace rant. Oh, I thought it was going to be a Kardashian rant. Oh, no. They do it. They all do it. But... So I'm going to say right off the bat, I do think (laughs) I am. I'm always hypocritical. I've always got a caveat. I think gifts are different. 
if someone gave you a gift for like a personal friend, like for your whatever, if you want to sell that, go for it. Like, because the gift w- was going to, you know what I mean? Like someone spent their own money on giving you a gift. If you want to be petty about something, do whatever that I don't have to think you have to donate something like that. Uh-huh. But influencers do it. They'll they'll sell things they got in PR. I've literally had people who I've sent things that like when I did stuff that they then went to sell. And I'm like, okay, cool. And that to me is just baffling. Ne- I Never. It's just so unprofessional. And people get taken off the PR list for doing that, like immediately. But the part that feels to me the most egregious <laughs> is people on Facebook Marketplace saying, selling this lamp from Wayfair, originally $300, selling for $190 or $200. The, it, when it shipped and it arrived, this one piece was missing and the other was broken. So they're sending me a new one. And I go, you are selling a product that is not functional. This is not about your chair. That's that what is, it seems like. No, no, no. That is not functional. Uh-huh. And then you are saying that it's not fun. And like, if you want to sell it for 20 bucks, go for it. And someone can spend the money to like fix X, Y, and Z or whatever. But when it's something that's like, they're just sending you a new one and the cost to fix or whatever is the price of someone buying the full price item with the return policy and all of that stuff. No, no, no. There's a mathematical equation there. You, what you were going to sell your, what do you call it? Massage chair for. Not the price. The the cost would not be the difference to fix it. Correct. Do you know what and I mean? it's also like. She hasn't sold it. No, but it also functions perfectly fine without yeah. the piece that is missing. And like if someone, again, they want to sell something for like 50 bucks that's originally like $500 or like a couple hundred bucks. And it's like, oh, it's just missing this one thing. And like. I could go out and buy it, but they're replacing it for me. Like, and I'm not going to, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Something that's like a quick, simple little fix like that. That completely fine because you are the, to me, it's like the time versus effort equation and like the materials for it. And those need to add up and then you're solid. But if you are telling someone that like half of this thing is shattered, you don't know how to fix it. You don't oh. know what they would do. And, but here you go. It goes, you've given me a pro. I just paid for a project. That's true. And I'm probably going to spend as I'm going to spend as much money if I bought it full price as is functioning with a return policy. And then some people are like firm. And I go, Bitch, this was free. Like, what do you mean firm on price? Like, you don't even know how to fix like this. It just drives me crazy because there's a way to do it. There's an ethical way to profit off of these companies, <laughs> you know? How many hours a day do you spend on Facebook Marketplace? Oh, that is a number I could not calculate. Is it because I brought it up like nine times today? Yep. I love Facebook Marketplace. I'm a big fan. I'm not. But specifically, the place that I find this happening the most, and I should specifically say this and why it pisses me off the most, is in lights. And it's like, does not work. Not sure how it works. Like, but I'm getting replaced. But like, if you can, you can fix it. Like, $200. $200. And I go, this Why? is not working. Give it a give it away. If you can't figure out how to make it work, you're telling me to pay for something that I might not have ever even be able to fix. I saw someone selling a bed, which to, I was the appropriate customer because 
there are some of these beds that are the big four poster ones. And I go, I don't want two of them. I can slice one of those off. But you know, it's like, am I going to get roasted what? on four poster beds? Like the big four. But what do you mean you only want two of them? Like on the two, the, the ones that will go against the wall. And then I could like make the other ones a little bit lower, like a two poster bed. Got it. And I was like, you know, or sometimes some of them, like the Chai and Bahama ones, just have like a big pineapple. And I go, I don't want the pineapple. So, you know, a little slice right under there. Shave it, sand it down. But that's frowned upon. And I'm like, you know, someone might want the whole bed as is. But someone was selling one that like, they literally, they they kept showing only really half of the bed. And then the last picture, it goes, oh, one of them is just kind of like hacked off in half. And then they have like written at the bottom, like, oh, yeah, like, slight damage. Like, if you see the final one, slight damage, like, definitely seems fixable. And it's like, it's not fixable. And it was like $500 for a DIY woodworking project. But it still doesn't get me as much as the fucking lights that don't work. Why would I, what am I paying for? The hope of electricity? That's infuriating to me. Also, because I'm already nervous. I've never bought a light secondhand because I'm like convinced that it won't work. Yeah. But like, why would I buy one that I know for sure doesn't work? And I'm just supposed to suddenly become an electrician and figure it out. Please don't. I'm scared for you if you did. There is no way in hell I would. My hands are too big. Can't be a dentist. Can't be an electrician. There are men that have hands bigger than yours that are in both of those professions. Well, I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know about them. I only know about me. Well, well. That's you're my not wrong. rant. And the reason you're not wrong, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is because Facebook Marketplace just scares me as a whole. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple times where, like, I go to, like, message seller about something I like, and I see the profile picture, and I see the Oakley sunglasses, and I go, maybe I'll send this listing to Mott's and have him message. But a, a lot of it is just scams anyway. Yeah. I'm pretty good at sniffing those out, though. Yeah. You can usually tell, like, if you click on their profile and then read. Yeah. And you're like, this is fake. Yeah, but Moth gets like, he like, can't, I have to be the one doing, especially the selling, because like, he gets so frustrated. And I'm like, it's a scam. Just don't respond. He's like, I want them to know. And I go, they know it's a scam. They're conducting the scam. You're not about to change hearts and minds. Nope. He thinks he can get to them. Thinks he can change them. Yep. Well, mine this week is a rant. I love it. And it's about airplane etiquette. Airplane etiquette. First... Stanky. Wear socks. I don't know how many times I have gone through TSA and I just see people raw dog in the floor. <laughs> Sometimes they'll even have sneakers on and take their sneakers off without socks what? or just wearing flip flops. Why are you wearing flip flops on a plane? Absolutely disgusting. Two, please arrive early. What's your early? Two hours. I know. I'm telling you right now, as someone with zero concept of time, I don't disagree with that. Get there two hours early because you rushing, not my problem. If there's things malfunctioning, if you would have got here early, this wouldn't have been a problem. Mm -hmm. Three, when the flight is called, do not stand up unless you're in the first boarding group. What's the point? Why Why are you making the line? Why is the line down the whole freaking hallway? Just sit down. Wait till yours is called. We're all going to the same fucking place. You getting in line is not going to make us get there any faster. Same when getting off the plane. Oof. 
Three, when you're on the plane, wear a mask, even in the airport, wear a mask. And I'm not just, I'm not talking about COVID. I know that it has been declared that we're no longer in a pandemic. So the thing is, before COVID, people would be like, take some emergency or airborne before you get on a plane because everybody gets sick. Why don't we all just wear masks? What is the what is wrong with that? It protects you from all the smelly things on the plane as well. Wear a mask. People are farting. Megan's farting on the plane. I am. I'm fart. I'm not holding it in for you. Two, I'm going to be wiping down my seat. So just be patient. Again, we're all going to the same place. Mm -hmm. You standing there for a couple seconds isn't going to speed. Isn't going to make me move any faster or go any slower. I'm going to be wiping down. Three, I'm short. And if I see you putting your I think you overhead. said three for the last four of them. Okay, whatever. That. Four, five, I don't know. Whatever fucking number I'm on, I'm short. Yeah. Sometimes no. I need assistance putting my overhead thing in. Yeah. So if you were taller than me and I just saw you do it, most people do. They'll, they'll help me yeah. out. But don't get frustrated with me if I'm trying to reach up and I can't reach. Or I have my backpack on and it's holding me down so I can't fully put my suitcase up. That makes me sweat. Not just thinking about that. Like, I hate that shit. When you, like, you're like, but I'm being dragged down, yes. but I have to go up. Yes. What else? Do not bring food on the plane that smells really bad. Yeah. And guess what? You can also wear a mask and then whatever smells you might think other people are very pleasant smells. Still, no, no, but I'm saying like, it does even it if down. you're a very sensitive person that like, you're like, I don't like people eating anything, even something like an apple with that mask on, diluting that smell a little yeah. bit. Whatever number I'm on, keep your socks and shoes on, on the plane. At all times. At all times. I don't need to see your little like toesies. I don't need to see the little piggies out at any time, especially when you're walking to the bathroom because <gasps> the water in the bathroom is not water. It's not water. That's disgusting. Four, five, six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten. Do not put your little toesies on the armrest where I can see it in between my seat and I look back and I feel it. Or I feel a little tickle it's on like my ankle. It's like a little dick. Like it's like a <laughs> yes. jump scare. You go, oh my God, whose penis is that? Or I feel a little tickle on my ankle because <laughs> you, you're stretching out your toes. Put something under there. Get one of those feet hammocks. Yeah. What else do I have issues with on planes? Most people. Fair. Yeah. Be nice to the flight attendants. Mm -hmm. Flight attendants. If you're going to make jokes, be funny. Do not the sing. The feedback on those little mics are so bad. Not just and flight like, attendants, but everybody on the plane. Totally. But the flight attendants, I'm like, I believe that you're a fantastic singer. But I'm telling you right now, the acoustics here are not good. And no. now I'm angry. No. If there's turbulence, don't talk. I don't want to hear people just kikiing away, having a good time. This is a time for us all to be quiet. <laughs> I know it doesn't affect the pilot really because they know what they're doing. But yeah, for like, me, he's it's or like they're focusing. Look at me, gender binary. He, well, if they're turbulence, I'm thinking of that as a personal failure. <laughs> <laughs> but I think of it in the same way. I don't know if you've ever been driving yes. and you're like, I need to turn the volume down <laughs> for every day. I'm like, I got to focus. I got to turn the volume down. Yeah. Same thing. Everybody, yeah. shut up. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's a good enough list for now. I would like to add one on for you. If you want to watch or listen to anything, if you don't have headphones, you're no longer allowed to watch. That's true. Even a game that a child is playing. Oh. A child can play that game if you turn the volume on. I don't care. Yes. I don't care. I just, you need to purchase some headphones for that There kid. needs to be that gone. And then something I would like to see more of on planes. I really love when people laugh when they're watching movies on planes out loud. Like when people are watching something and you like you can like see someone like giggle. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to like watch. So, so many fucking people watch movies that are like not too sad or like not too funny. But like I've sat next to like old people who are like, laughing not like loudly laughing but like you know a fun little chuckle to to some to some movie and i'm like look at i'm enjoying the energy heart disagree because again as a nervous flyer i just need whatever i'm hearing and then the captain and the flight attendants that's all i should be hearing from oh see i'm a nosy passenger i do look at other people's what they're watching but I don't want to hear their reaction to what they're oh, watching. Oh, no, I also want to see, but I want to see people smiling and chuckling. Do you want to hear something, the craziest thing I've ever heard seen in my life? What? On a flight. By the way, I take my shoes off on flights, but I wear my socks and you. I put additional socks on over my socks. So the socks that I've been walking, which my feet aren't like sweaty feet, the socks that I've been wearing, they, those socks get socks that mm-hmm. stay on the plane. And those socks, you see how I sit it. Those socks never touch the fucking floor. Great. And then those socks, when I put my shoes on, I put those socks away in my bag. And then I put my shoes back on. I got to cuddle up. Sometimes if I wear sneakers, then I'll just keep them on the whole time. But I watched a guy on a flight to Europe sit there. No headphones, no movie. I Like fucking 11 hour flight, something like that. Coach, because this wasn't a work trip. We were, we were coach. And he was just on his calculator app and he would type in some numbers and then he would pause and he'd like look up and, like, and he'd think and then he'd like delete numbers and type again and add all this up for 11 hours and sometimes it would be like 70,000 70, minus four and then he'd like look at it and goes plus two and then like times three minus 47 I'm like what are you doing? But I, every time I went up to go to the bathroom, he was still fucking at it. And I made mods go when he went out. I was like, look at the guy. And he goes, yeah, he's still. And I so badly wanted to be like, what were you calculating? Because like, in my mind, I'm like, are you solving? I don't know. The, are you creating like the quantum realm? Like, what is this? Or are you just trying to figure out like car payments? Like, I'd maybe, to know. you know, I've said that algebra calms me, so maybe they just like typing away in their calculator app. But then what is he doing with the thinking part? Because it was like he was doing mental math and then going, and now calculator math. I don't know, but... One time we got up to 174,600, and I'm like, what is it? Anyways. Let him live his life. I did. I enjoyed watching it, and that's what I'm saying. So like for me... I love other people's business on airplanes, but I should it should be silent business. Oh, here's another one. And this is a message to the airlines. Put tops on the drinks. I don't understand why oh, yeah. we don't have tops on drinks because again, turbulence and then you're reaching across people to give them their beverages and I can count at least two times where a little slippy slip I've gotten spilled on. 
If it's a short flight, like three, four hours, I'm just holding my pee because I don't want to use those bathrooms. You and me both. So I, the drink wasn't for me. Yep. And now I have it in my lap. Oh, and PSA, don't have tea or coffee on planes. No. Uh, it's disgusting. It's it's the toilet water. It, it's not the thing that you drink on the ground. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things that things should be different when you're in the sky. But ingestibles like that, no. I like kind of miss airports, but like I don't want to go anywhere. I just like... You want to be one of those people that just go to the airports to eat a meal? Depends on the airport, but like I kind of want to go to the Chicago airport and just like have some, some popcorn. Fun. Sure. That's what they're known for. Maybe. That popcorn. You know, I, I would like to go to the Detroit airport for fun, but not for function. I want someone to drive me there and I, I want I've someone to drive been. me home. Unless I just don't. Never been to Chicago. I mean, I have been to Chicago numerous times, but. No, I would say Salt Lake City and Detroit. And here's the thing. This is coming from someone who's like home ones are SFO and LAX. Like I get those are for anyone who's not from shitty. Like the way that other people view that is how I view like LaGuardia and JFK. But to me, what takes the cake, Salt Lake City and Detroit, beautiful airports. Good God. They would be wonderful places if I didn't have to use them as an airport. I was like, we just had a conversation about this, but it was on our Patreon. Join our live streams. That was the tamest conversation we've had in a while. It was on the same thing. Yeah. And then we went into a deep, dark. Yeah. Triple hole. That for anyone who saw that TikTok. I didn't. About three hot dogs. Triple pleasure. One bun. We got. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. 
in our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Got into it. All right. Now we're going to take a break.
it's time for our next segment, which is. But are you wrong? Wow, what does what what does what does that entail, Melissa? That's when you, our listeners, write in to but am I wrong pot at gmail.com and you're like, I've got a story to tell and I'm keeping it 300 words or less. And if I can't get it to 300 words or less, I'm gonna get into some AI and be like, hey AI, make this 300 words or less. And then you're gonna send it to us at but am I wrong pot at gmail.com, like I already said, and then we may choose it. Hell yeah. Okay. Hey, Eminem. I'm 32 female. My friend Sarah, 30, and she, her husband, Nate, 32, got a puppy, Fido. Nate had dogs growing up, but this is Sarah's first pet. I've noticed he pushes a lot of the responsibilities onto her. First, they were both attending puppy classes, but he stopped going because he, quote unquote, didn't like the trainer. They're both getting Fido baths, but now she does it alone because he was doing it, quote unquote, wrong. I was visiting her, and Nate told her that the dog had an accident. Sarah cleaned it up, even though she had company. And he was doing nothing. Those are just the things I've seen. She mentioned feeling overwhelmed, but hasn't explicitly complained about Nate's behavior until yesterday. She said that Nate's, Nate takes out his frustrations on Fido. I don't believe he physically harms Fido, but he yells at him if his basketball team loses. Oh, my God. Baseball. Baseball. <laughs> if his baseball team loses or other stupid reasons. She gets nervous because he blames her if Fido misbehaves. This summer, they plan to start trying to get pregnant. So I asked her if this behavior makes her worried he'll be the same way as a parent. I pointed out the examples of things that would concern me. She kind of thought it was ridiculous I would compare a pet to a child. I obviously know children take way more work, but that's the pr- but it's the principle. When I was dating my now husband, I had two geriatric Pomeranians. I don't think I've ever seen that combination of two words together. I absolutely paid attention to how he interacted with them and helped with their care. I used that as a predictor of how he may act as a parent. With Nate, I see weaponized incompetent, incompetence and other concerning behavior. Was I wrong to compare pet care to parenting and suggest that they address these issues before becoming parents? Thanks. Love the pod. Note, if I ever find out Nate is physically hurting, find out Fido and Sarah will be living with me and Nate will be dead. I think that last statement is solid and uh, I'm happy to be your alibi. So reading just like the on pa- <laughs> on paper, but like, no, this is on paper. But like, I think like in a telling of the, a story to someone else, like retelling of this, I would go like, yeah, out of, you know, can't really say that things about other people. But that's it in the terms of like, you know, what is morally the correct thing to do but like I think the friends that I would I want and the people in my life I would want someone to tell this to me you know even if I think that like maybe it can be a little bit uncalled for or rude or not your place I say shit that's not my place like you know and I think it's just a matter of like that but (laughs) I think it's a little alarming that she thinks it's ridiculous to compare pets to children which it's true but that if he's not a good pet parent that he will not be a good child like children take far more work than pets so to me that's just like you know but I don't like some I'm not I don't want to say I'm not an animal lover like I like some like but I'm not like I was never that kid who like bled out for animals mostly because I got attacked by a dog when I was three and I just I'm and I'm also you know me I'm a jumpy I'm a skittish person don't like bugs like I'm jumpy so I don't bleed out for animals like that's not I have some animals that I like really, really like, but you know, if I was a partner who didn't really want them, like I would probably put more of the responsibility on the other partner, but it's less to me about how he is treats the dog or how he is being a dog parent and more about how she's letting it all happen that I think is a far worse indicator in their them as parents or their relationship as a parent. Like, I think it's a communication issue to me. 
So I think that like, yeah, it's attractive when you see the person you're with bear responsibility and, you know, do all of that kind of stuff. But if she's unhappy with the situation, with how they're divvying up the dog responsibilities and she's saying nothing about it, that will happen with kids because it's less about, oh, well, maybe he won't do it. It's even if he does do it, she's not going to say anything. You know what I mean? I don't think you're wrong for comparing it because, you know, she brought it up and like I would do the same thing. But I think on like terms of is it impolite and not really your place to say that? Yes. But again, there are times that I will do say things that I think are impolite because it's like more important to me to say it than to be polite. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think when you're talking about people's kids or future kids, it's not ever your place to say anything. And I know people that like I have a friend that recently was telling me about how their dad absolutely like did not like their pet Mm girl, their pet dog growing up and didn't want any of the responsibilities. But they were excellent dad. And like and even like my dad doesn't really like animals but he's still like a good dad yeah so i don't think that there there's a direct correlation between it i guess right i yeah so i mean i would i'm 100 on your side with that it's just a matter of if she wanted the dog and he was kind of like nah then i don't think that then i think that's completely fine but if he was the one actively equally pushing for the dog then i don't think it's fair but we don't know that but yeah yeah, i agree with you like i don't think if you yeah, I don't think if you dislike pet, like, anim- like dog, I don't think that means that you will be a bad parent. It's just about my whole thing is responsibility. Like if you wanted the responsibility and then you push the responsibility to someone else. Yeah, so I, I agree, agree with, with you. The, on that. Yeah, if like, yeah, but we, again, we don't know yeah. about the point. responsibility part because even like I don't like cats, but I've lived with one yeah. and I've, you know, when the owner of said cat was lacking in re- responsibilities, I would you know, feed the cat, but I wasn't sitting up and cuddling with the cat. Like that wasn't what I wanted. That's Mm -hmm. not how I live my life. I'm not a cat person. I don't like that they sit and lick themselves all day. I don't like that they stare at you with those yellow eyes. Yeah. And then they just pounce and then run around for no reason. Mm -mm. I mean, there's a reason, but. But like, yeah, sure. Evolutionary wise, but. Yeah, but. They got, they got long claws and that sound. (laughs) No. On the hardwood floor. (laughs) And then how they just like claw at things yeah you know need yeah so i'm not a cat person yeah and so like if there is a cat around i'm not gonna be its best friend but but i don't want the cat but i'm but i'm great with children yeah yeah no that's a good point i uh, automatically assumed that they both wanted that they both wanted and so like yeah i mean i would probably follow up with her and if you're unsure because her reaction to being like comparing those things if he didn't want the dog and she was the one who really pursued all of that. She can still complain about, damn, this is a lot more responsibility than I thought. Mm-hmm. But that also doesn't make him wrong for following through that, like, he said this was going to be a responsibility because he didn't want a dog. And, like, so she might be venting to you and complaining about all this responsibility that she has. And the assumption is, and my assumption, what I, I did the same, that the assumption was that they agreed to split the responsibility. Right. But if they didn't agree to split the responsibility, I think your heart's in the right place. But... I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's a pet care, comparing pet care to parenting. And I agree. I don't think you should ever, it, once there's a child in the world, I speci- or even someone is carrying a pregnancy that they are choosing, they've made the choice to go through with it. I think that point, even fucking rhetorical question, like 
that's shit. You keep your mouth goddamn fucking shut. But like a hypothetical parenting question. They're question, already trying. Like, no, they're starting in the summer. Yeah, but they've like they've made up their mind that they're yeah. like trying for yeah. kids. I don't think that that's no, your place to say. Anything. No, and I think that the the thing of it's bringing up and asking your friend instead of giving them because it makes people defensive. And so it's just more along the lines of being like, do you feel and you have to word it in a way that's like very delicate, but like, you know, do you feel like responsibility wise, like how are you guys going to like, are you going to do like daycare, like things like that to like have someone start thinking about the practical aspects, especially if they're the person who kind of runs their household, that it could be nice to kind of bounce I, like off that with someone and then have them come to their own conclusions. But it's a responsibility thing. I don't think it's a pet thing. But I think yelling at the dog, that to does, me... That is irritating. But. That, but to me, that's not a red flag for you becoming a parent. I'm like, red flag our marriage. Like, red flag you as a person. Like, that wouldn't be like, a, oh, okay, I can't bring a kid into the world. I would go, okay, why am I with you? This is like alarming, not okay behavior to uh, begin with. Yep. All right. Next one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Love the pod and need to know if I'm wrong here. So for context, my parents bought a house in my college town where my brother followed me to college instead of paying two rent. I am 24 and I work full time. My brother is 22 and still in school. I pay the monthly bills and keep up with the cleaning while my parents pay the mortgage. Yesterday, my brother asked if I'd be okay with his friend living with us for the fall semester. We have a spare bedroom that my parents use when they come to visit, which is the space he wants his friend to be able to use. I have some trauma surrounding being left alone with men. And while I'm working on it, the thought of sharing my safe space with the guy that I don't know well at all makes my stomach drop. Additionally, I work from home at least two days a week. Usually these are the days that my brother has class or clinical, so the space is quiet. I live here year round, so I know there are still spaces available near campus. I don't want to be the bad guy, but I also feel that for my own sanity and sense of peace, I don't really want someone else in my safe space. Would I be wrong to say no? Thank you. No, you're not wrong. Say no. Even if it was a a gal that was moving in. I don't want anybody extra in my space that does not need to be here. Also, especially like I think it... (laughs) He can be the nicest guy in the world, nicest girl in the world, nicest person in the world. But like the dynamic of living with siblings, fuck no, fuck no. I do not want to be a part of that. No, and your parents are paying the mortgage. So like he's coming to what pay rent and then to or sublet, live for free essentially, or live for free. I don't know what your brother's thinking is, but then that gives no place for your parents to say when they come. And again, it throws off the whole dynamic. And again, I just don't want somebody in my space that does not need to be there. So say no, tell your brother, no, thank you. Did did he bring it up to your parents? I bring either? it up to your parents. Because like, this is not cool. This is not, I, your brother might be trying to be a nice guy. I don't know the situation. I don't know this person's situation. But like you said, there are places that the person can stay on or near campus. It does not need to be your home, your safe space, your workplace. Nah, uh-uh. And you said you don't want to be the bad guy reclaim that I'm I love being I'll be the bad guy for anyone like I, it's one of those things it is an underrated role to play like I'll be the fucking bad guy if that means that like that's I'm doing something I'm not comfortable with I'm fine if that's if if that's what that role is because also like you don't know you don't owe this person anything you know what I mean and like your brother could 
your brother could have even been asking you, hoping that he doesn't want to be the bad guy. So he's like, mm, well, I mean, she's definitely going to fucking say no. So like, I'm just going to ask. And then I can say, oh, my sister's like, you know what I mean? Like, so I think in that, like, be honest with your brother and be like, I'm really like not comfortable with that. And I think that it's a fucking long shot. And I would be surprised if he is surprised that you like aren't cool with it because he asked. So <laughs> he knows that he's considering you and your permission and there's no shot, I don't think, that your parents would be like, um, yeah, no, have someone live there for seemingly for free who your sister is not comfortable li- living. No. No, absolutely not. Like, it's just not the, like, yeah. So it doesn't make you the bad guy, but also... If that's what makes you the bad guy, then, oh, my God, I'm the bad guy. Who gives a fuck? Who cares? Be comfortable in your home. I can imagine, like, what if you, like, you are, like, telling your brother, like, oh, my God, you fucking piece of shit. Like, you know, how siblings talk to each other or whatever. And, and the then friend's then, like, oh, my God, it's, like, not really nice. And the mother's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're being, being, like. There are things that me and my sister yeah. say to each other. We get in fights all the time. We're fine. You know, like, we are over it. But then somebody else coming into the situation, they don't understand. They uh-huh. don't get it. Yeah. And like if he then feels responsible, like I'm saying, like I've been friends, like I've a lot of my two close or four close friends I've had growing up sisters and I've had to do the walking from one room to the other room being like, okay, well, you know what? This is how she I've done that. And it's like the responsibility to like keep the peace and like attempting to keep peace in those situations. That's not a fun role for anyone to play or, you know, picking sides and all of that. It's just it's not fucking fun and it's not worth it. And you already live with one boy. One what? college boy. Yeah. The idea of living with an like disgusting. No. And then also you you pay the bills like at the house too. Yeah. I don't, I don't know your relationship with your brother, but to me, this, this is like saying like someone invites you to sleep over. You don't want to go and be like, Oh, like, let me ask. And then you pause and you're like, um, I can't actually like to me. I'm like, it's like, he doesn't, he knows the answers. No. But he wants to tell him that he asked. Or he just to is then like, be like, oh, she said no. Like a really nice person. And this person doesn't have anywhere to live. He's like, let me let me check. I would go, let me check and find some other nice people who I know. Let me help you acquire a loan at yeah. school. I'm not going to have like, no. It's also just <laughs> mm, how and he's not going to be there for a vast majority of the no. time. So like he doesn't he doesn't know what it's even like. Do we even know what he knows what it's like living with this person? No. Ew. Like, that's what, like, mm-mm. Don't take me down with this shit. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Is that too soon for those statements? Um, it was a submersive. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. 
Moonpig.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wasn't a ship, so. Okay. But I don't think it's too soon for anything. No. Did you see? Well, you don't really. You don't follow the Thor, the wood chopping guy. I he don't. Had a great take on. That. I don't. I. I mean, I'd be interested in hearing it. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna take a break. We'll be back. time for but aren't they wrong and that's when we nominate somebody in the zeitgeist that is wrong about something hell yeah we do and i would like to nominate sheehan which is not the first time sheehan has been brought up on this podcast nope. i think that you did it the first time um so if anyone has not seen sheehan invited influencers to tour their quote-unquote factories in the most blatant act of this is not a sweatshop propaganda that I've ever seen. I've never seen anything like Melissa, this the in my life. Embarrassment that I I was like Black Mirror. This is an episode of tell. Like I was mortified. Like, and I don't want to say this to, like sound like self righteous or anything like that, but like I like cannot fathom in my head. Yes, one thing agreeing to go on this trip. The next is filming the content to promote. I, after this, I would have been like, "How much do I owe you?" 
so sorry. Like, no shot in hell that I am get Because, like, you get there and they're, like, you know, talking about blah, 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 And we do that. And, like, brand trips, like, I've been on brand trips. Like, they go through and they'll talk about, like, so this is where we source this and this and this. And, like, it's very timeshare sales-y. But, like, when we're talking about skincare and things that are, like, oh, and then this is how we make this, this, and this. But when it's, oh, people think that these are the conditions. And they're not really that. And it's suddenly go, okay, if you're talking so much about, like, disputing claims that this is a, a a press trip to save face. Like, we're not promoting a line. We're not doing it. Like, you brought me here and you're using me as damage control. There is not enough money in the world. And a lot How of How much do you think they okay, got paid? This is my fucking thing. So people are like, they must have gotten so much. No. I'm telling you right now. So Sheehan's got money. They have money. Yes. Uh, their CEO bought like a $64 million house here in L.A., so in general, when you go on a brand trip, traveling domestically, the pay rate that you will get decreases exponentially because the trip, quote unquote, is uh, they value that experience as a dollar amount. Even though, and this is something that I've always had in like contract stuff, I'm like, if I have to travel for work, unless it's a vacation and something that I like want to do, and it's some not want to do, but something that like I'm it's not a job. I'm not contractually obligated to post certain things. It's not an exchange. I would rather just have the money and stay at home and make the money and do the content and stuff. So like I'm I would rather get paid more money if I have to get on, an, on a flight international, even less likely that they pay because most of the time they can't, you know, brands if they are requiring posts from influencers on these branded trips. Influencers don't know this. I mean, not I don't want to say all of them do, but a lot of people don't. If a brand contractually requiring posts, then it is a then it is a business expense, then they can write that then then there's a whole thing with tax write-offs. Basically, if you are actually contracted to post stuff and you have to do these things and you signed all of this stuff, you have to declare this on your taxes from as from the influencer's perspective. The brands make sure it's done in a way where they can do this as a tax write-off, but influencers need to declare this and you will be taxed upon how much the value of the trip is worth. Like, and a lot of people don't get that. And a lot of people don't do that. And to be fair, the FTC does not really come for people for that at this point. Like, it's not really a, oh, you're going to get audited immediately, but that's how you should be doing your taxes by the book. So these influencers are TikTok mostly. The cost that you'll get and the price for a, a TikTok ad sponsorship is far less than you would get for like a YouTube or an Instagram or anything like that. So just in general, the it's lowballed compared to other platforms. Then you add in the fact that it is an international travel experience. And you add in the fact that they didn't film this content themselves. Like Sheehan has people who's clearly filming all of this behind the scenes stuff doing that. I think Sheehan probably edited all of these things too. And then influencers made their own kind of follow-up videos or talked about it afterwards. So I'm going to say <laughs> there is no shot that I would say the I would think the most someone made would be if they had a celebrity come or someone who is has a bigger crossover. If someone just TikTok, I'm going to say 10 grand maybe. And that is extremely generous. There's no doubt in my mind one pe- person there. I don't have a specific specific person I'm thinking of, but like someone went and didn't get paid to go. Yeah. And someone probably went, got paid very, very, very little to go. And if they had anyone who was, quote unquote, like famous, multi-platform famous, like has that reach, then 
I could see that having more. But then I would also think maybe they're going to have a Shein collab and that's part of the, a bigger deal for them. But you don't invite this many people to do this, produce all the content in-house yourself and have people travel uh, and then pay them. Like, it's like the tart trip. Like, they're not, no, one, no one's going to pay on those things. This is why it's even more embarrassing. I go, oh my God. Like, you couldn't just gone to Turks and Caicos. Like, you literally took a brand trip, which again, there it's is it fun? Sure, totally. But like, is it also work? Yeah. And the brand saves a lot of money. A lot of the stuff is free that the brand gets. They do partnerships with the hotels. They don't have to pay for pretty much anything. The brands don't spend as much money on brand trips as people think. They would spend far more doing traditional advertisement. And then you're not even really getting compensated to simp for Shein, which is baffling. But it's also upsetting that most of the women that went are marginalized women. They're Black women, Mexican women. One of the women uh, describes herself as like a plus-size woman that who is the white woman that's yeah. there. The only white woman that's there. They And I don't know if Shein did this specifically in the one of the ones I saw or if someone else edited it and post. But it's like everybody was like a something ambassador. And it was like confidence ambassador, like inclusivity ambassador. Like they gave everyone who went like these little like chirons there that... I don't think, I, I don't think are false, but like <laughs> if she and put them there, it is kind of like token here, token yep. here. And here's how you should specifically target them when you're talking. Like it just felt like, okay, target on your goddamn fucking back. So specifically one creator. Oh yeah. So this one self-dubbed confidence activist, Danny Carboni. Face widespread backlash. This one is specific. This article that I'm referencing is by Alexa Lizitza. Yeah. Yeah. It's by Alexa Lizitza at BuzzFeed. So she has since deleted her video, but it was viewed over 11 million times on Twitter. And she praised the brand's work saying, this China trip has been one of the most life-changing trips of my life. Getting to see the whole process of Shein clothing from beginning to end with my own two eyes was so important to me. I was really excited and impressed to see the working conditions. Then she refers to herself as an investigative journalist before she shares the experiences she had there, saying that she was really surprised about all the rumors that she talked to one of the factory workers and they said she was really surprised at all of the rumors that have been spread in the U.S. I think the biggest takeaway from this trip is to be an independent thinker, get the facts and see it with my own two eyes. That is like dog whistle like language. Independent thinker. Yeah, to me. And I'm there's narrative fed in the U.S. and I'm the one that always likes to be open minded and seek the truth. So I'm grateful for that about myself. And I hope the same for you guys concluded and everybody talked like it was if I could look at the required talking points one of the words I'm going to say was misinformation like specifically like address misinformation and about being surprised and talking to the workers and you know as if that these people were doing a undercover investigation for working conditions for people but we've already seen the other undercover investigations that people have done for Sheen. Yeah. And so Channel 4 did a documentary inside the Sheen machine untold. And with their undercover cameras, they saw workers clocking in 17-hour days with a base salary of $20 per day. Yeah, I did that for But Are They Wrong? Oh, yeah, yeah. And in 2022, a report published by Synthetics Anonymous 2.0 on fashion sustainability said that Sheen's 6,000 factories burn a lot of oil and thus produce as much CO2 as about 180 coal-fired power plants. And then the Swiss watchdog group Public Eye in 2021, they reported interviewing lots of workers and people worked in the companies that supply Shein products and learned that they're working upward of 75 hours per week with one day off per month. And if they mess up on products, too, they get dog paid. Yeah. So 
that original influencer did a response video, which has also since been deleted, and said, I know exactly what the fuck I'm doing. I was taken on the trip once in a lifetime chance you'd have done the exact same thing. No. We were fed propaganda. We, we were fed a whole line about Chinese people, Chinese culture, she concluded. So here's the thing that I think is the most like egregious part of all of this is the last line, not fucking wrong. We are fed a lot of bullshit about China. Like we are in a, I don't know, goddamn like eon lifelong war enemies with China for like there is a reason there is a a lot of anti-China shit and it's you have to be vigilant when you are consuming said information and what you are getting. So this idea that everything in China is evil because it's China is not true. But then you cannot view valid criticisms of working conditions not everywhere in China but in factories that have had poor working conditions as everybody's just against China. It's like, And say no. that that's part of China's culture. Yeah, and it's just like, you can have things. The, the whole thing of like the, and, and I, this is how I grew up. Like I was not allowed to buy anything made in China. Like it was, that was not allowed. Every, everything was a sweatshop. Like everything has to be made in the USA. And like the older I get, it's like, oh, that's not true. Like you can have things that are not made in sweatshops other places and like in this idea that we have in America that if it's made in America that means it's it's good living conditions it's a it's a livable wage it's safe it's clean it's healthy there are no children and then if it's somewhere else well I mean I've never been there but of course I know that every single thing like no it's these big ass fucking broad statements but then the idea if you want to call yourself whether a confidence activist or anything but like if you want to use the term activist even if it's unrelated to political activism, I think it's an incredibly naive statement to make and a, a title to give yourself to then also lump it all together in a way that you think you're being like anti-xenophobic. And it's, no, 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 that's actually an issue that you're, you are being a part of a problem of the issue that you're claiming that other people are doing in relation to this. Because you're making these broad statements that, Everyone thinks all of China's like, I'm telling you, I've been here once. It's not, it's not all like that. And it's like, okay, wow, no. But you, you can't truly think that this specific company, this specific company has just been like, oh, no, it's all been a huge, big misunderstanding. Like, we have shit that happens like this. We've reported on this podcast that happens in factories in the United States. Yeah. Like, this shit happens. So this whole thing of like, oh, no, 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 no. It was a mistake. But I had a great time is baffling to me. And the quote I will never get over, and I can't quote it verbatim because it's, I'm pretty sure that one got scrubbed quick, pretty quick. But someone else said, and nobody was sweating. They're not even sweatshops. I saw that. Huh? I don't know what's in my mind. I go, that was a joke that landed poorly. And then I go, but how, how did you think that was a joke? And I go, so we're th- in my mind, I'm like, were they being serious? Because that sounds like a tongue-in-cheek statement that you should never make, but it's a play on words. But I'm like, you can't make a play on words about that. So did you genuinely think that that was like a insightful and productive thing to say that solidified your point and the brand approved that? Like, that sounds like you're mocking. Yep. I thought this was all a mockery when I first heard about it. I was like, there's no way this is true. There's no way. I thought it was an onion article at first. I was like, yeah. That's what I mean. Because I saw on Twitter first. I was like, this is a joke. Yeah. And now these creators, which 
I think that's part of the other thing that like, I think almost all of the creators are from marginalized communities who statistically, factually get less brand deals, get Mm -hmm. less opportunities. Their accounts don't grow as fast. The algorithms don't favor them. And so I don't want to get on here and say like, they're not in a place to turn down work because I don't know that that's true. And also there is in this line of work and in freelance work specifically, there is a line if you are compromising your morals that you have the ability with the job that you're doing, like online, you have the ability to make the hours work to work another job. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to take the pay. Maybe in some very rare, seldom cases, you're taking care of a sick parent. You have something that's a full-time other thing, and this is the only way you can make money on the side. I just... But it also looks bad at you for your future, future partnerships. So is it worth taking the money now? Maybe, depending on the situation. Yeah. But in the long run, it probably isn't. No, for me, I'm like, the only way that I can see someone taking this who I'm like... I think Shein should be the ones who are getting like the brunt of this backlash because they, they specifically chose creators who are, they knew are going to have to carry all this backlash. If there's a creator who is like, I truly like, I need to make the money. This I need to make. They're giving me like $2,000. I have to make $2,000 or else I'm losing something. I have to pay for something this and like, I'm never going to, I'm going to quit influencing to the day after that check clears and I'm going to pivot to another job. Then I'm like, okay, cool. But yeah, you are, I agree with you completely. Like you're compromising the entire future of the money that you are making. Mm-hmm. And it's baffling to me. And everybody, all of them have doubled down. Yep. And they know, that's the other part to me. Like, you know, when you get these, they send over the requirements, they send over the talking points, like you, you get the brand deck. And this entire thing is all about correcting the misinformation about it. So if it wasn't in the deck, because I've also attended things where they were like, this is all about women's empowerment. And I get there and it's all men speaking and cutting off women and there's no women's empowerment. And then they said, oh, please stop saying the word feminism. And I went, oh, OK, cool. Uh, when I get home, I'm going to give you the fucking money back. I remember you talking about that. And uh, they're like, can't give the money back. I go, cool. Going to donate the money in your name. I'm like, please don't do that. I go, legally, I'm allowed to do that. My lawyer's like, sure. So I do that. So like, it's one of those things that like you can get duped. You're not, nobody is above getting duped in a brand misleading into like what the experience is, but there is a way out. But the issue is also, I have had the luxury of knowing that I have more money where that came from and like saying no to that thing or turning down that thing. I have enough confidence in myself, but also the algorithm favors me. Like I've been at this for a while. Like I get brand deals. I'm a blonde white girl. Like this is something I've done it for a long time. And I know that that's not my only opportunity. And for some people, it's like that felt like a once in a lifetime. Yeah. It's the only brand deal they'll ever get. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's creating, it's like, it's creating the problem and then casting people to participate in the problem who they know, you know, mm-hmm. want that experience. It's wildly fucked. And I did see a, a good number of plus size creators who are saying like, they also like reference specifically like, you know, like, she is great for like plus size clothing and people are like, you know, it's not for a lot. And like, that's not the only place. Like things have really started to expand in sizing specifically because that was the Shein fail safe. Was that like one of the only affordable clothing that's in extended sizing? And now that's not really the case. And so it's like, okay, so there are other places that 
they might not be the most sustainable, the most ethical. But when you know something is so poorly, poorly managed and poorly run and so harmful for the people, where all of those things like that can be something you avoid to something that might not be the most the most ethical, but it's better than that. And we work our way up to that place because it is a privilege. But Sheehan's also the way they make money is because people spend like $900 on giant like bags and bags and bags. It's not necessity mm-hmm. clothes. And they're not clothes that are designed to last either. Nope. They're all in the landfill. All right. My nomination this week is Roseanne Barr. And I thought we were done hearing from this broad. I, my gasp, felt like I heard a ghost. I go, she's back? She's back. Oh, my and, God. Did she get back on Twitter? Did Elon let her back on Twitter? Uh, this stuff was on Instagram. Okay. She, but she probably is back on no, Twitter. Now that, yeah, that's actually a good point. So she posted this uh, throwback to when she was on Vanity Fair back in 1994. And it was this photo shoot of her shot by Annie Leibovitz and she was like the first plus size person that was on the cover and she mm-hmm. was wearing like lingerie and her had her legs spread open and it was like a oh, big I see it. Yeah, it was like a big deal at the time. And so she got on Instagram and said, "When is an added Lizzo going to thank me for paving the way?" A homage <laughs> to Botero. She keeps talking, like, she keeps bringing up Lizzo. And, you know, we've talked about it. Like, why are people always fucking talking about Lizzo? Why why are people so jealous of her and, like, trying to make her, like, the butt of a joke or something? Mm-hmm. And she's not. And so then she has this new podcast that came out. Oh, and God. the first episode, she's saying, I laid the groundwork for you and you've never said thank you. I was the one... That they wrote all the shit about. There was some more. I'm paraphrasing now. But then she goes, even in the Time and and Newsweek, I did the work, bitch. Like yelling at Lizzo as if Lizzo gives a shit about her. As if Lizzo should be kissing the ground that she walks on. As if Lizzo isn't also the same things are not being still said about her. That Roseanne is also currently saying. Yes, that Roseanne is currently saying. This is a woman that got fired from her own show that had her name in the title that they have continued to do and not do it with and do it without her name on it because she said something racist. She is a Holocaust denier and openly speaks about how the Holocaust didn't happen, but also then says even more anti-Semitic mm-hmm. things that I will not repeat. Mm-hmm. It's so disgusting. And I'm just like, what is, just leave Lizzo alone. <laughs> Why? Why are you bringing her into this? And like people that have said bad shit about Lizzo, bad things happen to them. I don't know what kind no. of special. The brujas, the, the fucking witches, they got her back. So like, Aries Spears is one example of it. We talked about it was as it was the the turnaround on that. Yeah, the next week, spooky. My my, uh, we talked about him talking shit about Lizzo. The next week, terrible shit comes out about him. And then we've got like PK Subin, who used to play in the NHL, talk shit about him. I mean, she talked. He talked shit about Lizzo. Bad stuff happened to him. Also, this woman has a platform. Where she also said on her Instagram, 
burn me at the stake for not agreeing okay. with me. Let me throw out one idea. And she goes on like no, prepping not? <laughs> for what she's about to say. You said burn me at the stake. I don't need to hear your idea. I'm going to say I'm ready to burn you without hearing it. And then she said, and I quote, this is a direct quote. Trump. Nope. Hear me when I say this. Trump is, in my opinion, the first woman president of the United States. I would have thought her psychiatrist would have been like, you know, was Twitter the problem or was the Ambien the problem? So Twitter has been removed. Yeah. That we no some. No, ma'am. No, 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 ma'am. There are other things you can take that can help sleep. We can do other Ambien is a hell of a goddamn drug. But now she's getting on and posting video of herself. So she can't just like say I was tweeting out things. No, she's posting actual videos of her saying these things. No, I know. But like her PR team. I know. But I'm saying like before they were like, it was the Ambien. I know, I was but I'm like tweeting on Ambien. But now she is opening a video, lighting herself, putting herself on camera to say these things. Like it's what's. No, it's her. Yeah. So I'm like. Where is your, did your publicist get fired? Like, because what is this? I also, there's nothing I find fucking funnier than people whining about like everything being taken away from them on their like blue checkmark fucking verified million followers or like talking to an audience. I'm like, what was taken away from you? Like, you're literally on here complaining to people. Mm -hmm. Like, you this cancel culture thing. I'm like, you're not, and people are agreeing with her. All the races love her. They, they love her. They'll, they'll take And the thing anything. is, they used to hate her. That's what I'm saying. Like, she used to be like this liberal woman that got up and said and did whatever she wanted. Mm-hmm. But in a, but in a, you know, it used to not be like Roseanne used to be a show that would talk about like the working class mm-hmm. and like marginalized people and like queer people like it was like the blue collar like liberals that was the show yep and then she just changed it's i'm sure it was there but no yeah it's there it might have been her ex-husband tom arnold who created the show with her he might have been the progressive one yeah but i don't know i don't know these are just guesses no but it's there's a whole thing and then i think that like fame is also an instigator of like hatred because people like you they get so jealous of other people and specifically white people Mm -hmm. when they see who they've been looking all everyone else that they're they've been coming up with is is white and then suddenly when it's not that it's like well i can compete with that and then it's this like vitriol like just this innate anger that they can't name and i go it's racism it's what it is yes you're implicit by all of those things and instead of that it just becomes this oh, I'm used to fighting for these things and I like all of this stuff. And instead of like when you're fighting against another like white woman for the role, it's a different fight than you are when you're then deciding that someone else does not deserve to even be in the fight with you Mm -hmm. because they haven't been there before. So then how did they get there? And it's like, okay, yeah, like this is, it's just baffling to me that she is someone who has a like, her fucking show's syndicated. Like, she has so much. She's not, it's literally impossible to, like, quote unquote, cancel her because, like, her shit still makes money. Yeah. And I so, think like, she's like, she has a farm in Hawaii that she lives on. It's like, I think that's the same way with, like, Lance Armstrong. So, like, Lance Armstrong's on this, like, new Fox show where it's like they're pretending like celebrities are on Mars. 
I'm convinced that this has to be an Australian show or some show from like, I don't know, like an Asian like game show, something about this. There's no way that this came from the United States of America. Like this is a concept that is like so wild and creative that I'm like, we, someone else came up with this and we are doing a version. Lam, Lance Armstrong's on it. And Ma, and I was like, it's so weird. And Ma's like, well, I know he has nothing to do. I go, but he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. So like, it's so odd to me when someone who does not have to work, they can make all of that money. They can have their views. They can do whatever the fuck that they want. They're going to continue on this to then your show could be unsyndicated. Mm -hmm. But like right now it's it's not like Lance Armstrong's another one who I think of like, his, yeah, sure. The sc scandals in his career and all of that kind of stuff. But I'm like, he already accomplishes things. He doesn't need to like save face and rebuild his career. He's just it's his ego and it's this ego fucking driven thing. That I'm like, you will not stop until you blow up your own life. And yep. like, that's how I feel about Roseanne. I'm like, you're not going to stop. You can take her off Twitter. You can take her off social media. It's like, no, you are unhappy, insecure, like racist, anti-Semitic. And you will be until your head explodes. Like that's, you will do it and screaming until the day you die. Like it's just, there's nothing you want. There's nothing you're trying to get. There's no like goalpost you're trying to reach. You're just gonna keep fucking talking. Yep. And no one can stop her. Like, none of her team, none of her agents, no, all that shit. No, she's just got a new podcast. Yep. Like, they don't care. No, not at all. But it's, like, to the point, like, but they will care when she, her show gets unsyndicated because right now she still makes those people money. Mm -hmm. Eventually but she won't. The original Roseanne will be on forever. No, I know. But I'm saying if she, like, I don't think universal, like, across the world, but, like, you know, some other countries, if she goes, so, like, they'll, t they'll remove it from that. But they have, it's still other places she's making money there and I just I just can't imagine being so prideful and having so much ego there that you can't just you can't just make your money and like your problematic money in silence I wish I could just make some money and just everyone does like lay down <laughs> passive just income shut up That's like just mean. shut up I wouldn't have this I wouldn't be on this mic for this podcast and like that's the part where I'm like but there are people that would that's the thing is there are people that are there's so many people that are weird like just be like you know fucking toddlers elementary school kids who like are obsessed with YouTube videos and like they just record videos of themselves talking on their iPad and they don't upload them yeah like do that like or go to therapy <laughs> like it's just it's so odd to me like the whole narrative of cancel culture but specifically like people sharing their story with cancel culture i'm like negated it's no longer cancel culture you're sharing your story you have not been canceled you have a platform to no share your story your story story's been shared like it's just idiotic to me okay well all right that's it for our episode we hope you all enjoyed do not forget that fisting friday comes out tomorrow where you can hear the results of clashed weeks episode and if you want to vote for your thoughts and feelings on everything we talked about on this episode that will be up most likely friday maybe saturday maybe you have Sunday. time though this week because i'll be gone so <gasps> flawless amazing perfect wonderful yep. stunning i am obsessed with that and if you want to write in give your own thoughts and feelings for certain ones if you're like oh i disagree like this i think this person was wrong even if you agree with us you disagree with us you have your own thoughts we love to hear it we just like to read those aloud to kind of see what you say and we will not hold it against you unless you say that you don't think roseanne is wrong and Feel free to explain why that is. And we will hold that against you, but I feel like that's kind of a gift. And feel free to tag us social media if you see things you want us to talk about on the show. Please send them in DMs if it's going to be like anything like hard to watch, like traumatic, troublesome, like just tagging where it automatically pops up. 
No, thank Send you. us a little message and then say like, hey, can you check this thing out? We appreciate when it's done like that. And follow us anywhere, everything. What else? That's it. That's it. Goodbye. Goodbye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.